Welcome to Ken's Corner. I'm Ken Robinson. A lot of songs have been written about Saturday night. More songs than any other night of the week. Well, you get down the fiddle and you get down the bow. Kick off your shoes and you throw them on the floor. Dance in the kitchen till the morning light. Louisiana Saturday night. That's because Saturday night is a special night for many people. And that prompted researcher Susan Orlean to find out why. Come a kinfolk in the moonlight, Louisiana Saturday night. It was the only thing I could think of that everyone had in common, which was a real sense of Saturday night being a special night. And a night when you want to do what you want to do and not what you have to do. And that's something that is shared by Americans all over the country. Orlean traveled the country to see how Americans spend their Saturday nights. The first thing she discovered is that it's a very unusual night. For instance, it has more murders than any night of the week. It has more assault and battery, more rape, more drunken driving, the least suicides of any other night of the week, which is a, a bit of a peculiar fact. It has the most alcohol sold, the most dinners in restaurants, the fewest long-distance phone calls, the fewest number of airline passengers, the fewest number of airline flights, as a matter of fact. It's also the night of the fewest number of TV viewers. It's, uh, it, of course, is the busiest night in emergency rooms all over the country because it's the most violent night of the week as well as being the most entertaining night of the week. Mm -hmm. And you've got all sorts of arguments that on a Saturday, with the addition of alcohol and time on their hands, ends up turning into a fight or a shooting or an argument that might have ended on a Tuesday night much more quickly. On Saturday, people have a little bit too much time on their hands, and arguments can go to the furthest extreme. I go out walking after midnight, out in the moonlight, just like we used to do. Even though they may overdo it, people do want to get out and have a good time, young and old alike. In fact, I was impressed to see how many elderly people really made Saturday night a big center of their lives. I think probably because they didn't have the work schedule to live by, and it was nice to still treat Saturday as different so that there wasn't as much monotony in their da daily lives. A lot of retired people still keep the same schedule that they kept when they were working. Kids who also don't have the pressure of work or family really go crazy when it's Saturday night, and to them, that's the whole point of the week. It's recess. Middle-aged people are least likely to go out. They tend to be more family-oriented. Also, the rich and poor tend to think Saturday night is not such a big deal. But for most of us, Saturday night is something special, whether we live in a small town or a big city. For instance, I went to Los Angeles and spent a Saturday night with two teenagers who had so many options that they felt that unless they went to five or six different clubs on a Saturday night, they had wasted the night. And in fact, they packed their car with five or six different outfits so that they could be dressed in something different everywhere they went. Susan Orlean says people in small towns attend more church and community hall events or just go cruising. But for lonely people, Saturday night can be the worst night of the week. Ironically, it's also the night with the least number of suicides. Right. This is a, a mysterious statistic that no one has given an adequate explanation for except the theory that Saturday also has a bit of a magical quality, and people who are depressed might wait 
and see if maybe something wonderful will still come about. Susan Orlean has published a book about her travels entitled Saturday Night. This is Ken Robinson. Panoramic Lifestyle Clothing is your store for quality, distinctive t-shirts. These are eye-pleasing, pre-shrunk cotton tees for men, women, and children in all sizes with wide-ranging designs. Go to plclothing.store to view our vast selection. Panoramic Lifestyle Clothing. Get quality for less at plclothing.store. There's a new book out that could help you the next time you visit your doctor or spend some time in the hospital. It's called The Nurse's Story and was written by Carol Gino, who spent 17 years as a registered nurse in New York. Based on reality, it's about fictional nurse Terry Daly and her experiences in the medical field. So as, as she experiences all these things, uh, so does the reader. And I really spared them nothing. <laughs> I really didn't. I took them with me for the highs and the lows and just tried to give them an idea what it was like to be a nurse um, and then tried to make them see the options and the choices they have in the system that exists today and how they should try to change it if they want. Mm -hmm. And that's the basic point you're trying to get across, how sure. we can be better health consumers. Right, and how we can take more control in, instead of complaining that doctors are getting too much money for the services. We can't really do that if we're willing to turn over our lives to another human being because turning over your life, another person's life is an awesome responsibility for a human being, and doctors are only human beings. Carol Gino explains that patients often feel paralyzed when they visit the hospital. First of all, doctors always seem to be in a hurry. Your clothes are taken away from you, and you may not understand all that's going on around you. We're saying that an adult human being who comes into the hospital is made to feel so vulnerable much of the time because there's so little information. You know, medicine hides behind jargon so that there's a lot of mystery. And mystery makes the patients powerless because they can't argue with the unknown. Carol says when you go to a hospital, make sure you get your money's worth. For example, if you were moving your family to a new neighborhood, you might check the student-teacher ratio at the schools in the area. Well, why not check the nurse-to-doctor ratio at the hospital you plan to visit? People can make changes in the health community. When they decided they wanted husbands in the room when they were going to have babies, doctors weren't thrilled about that originally. I mean, they hated the idea. <laughs> um, original, and, but what happened after a while is they accepted, and now there's a big movement like that. So consumers have to know that they still do have power. In her book, The Nurse's Story, Carol Gino says she wants the public to know that medicine is more art than science and that patients don't have to give up their rights as consumers. Don't throw away your old computer. Make it come alive with Linux, the free operating system. Linux revives old computers and makes new ones as fast as lightning. There are hundreds of Linux versions packed with all the free software you'll ever need. Linux is easy to download, and you can try it out before you install. You can run it alongside Windows for comparison. Take time to learn about Linux. L-I-N-U-X, the free open source operating system. You enter the room, and through the darkness, you see a woman stabbing a man in the heart. <coughs> Dr. John McHenry of Portsmouth, Ohio, has been examining haunted houses in the area, and Dr. McHenry doesn't like what he's seen, depictions of torture, dismemberment, and murder. And these scenes are 
uh, depicted professionally in, in many of these houses. The, the, the idea is to make the scene as vividly, as, uh, as vividly real as possible. And they're depicted with all the, the gush of blood and, the, the, uh, and all the chopping and stabbing that, that goes with those types of things. Dr. McHenry claims haunted houses often strike terror into the hearts of children, almost to the point of trauma. And the parents inform me that their children are having, were having uh, nightmares for two or three weeks later, that they had to spend time with their children to deprogram the experience, so to speak, or neutralize the experience in some way. But what about older children? Well, Dr. McHenry claims it affects them too, but in a different way. According to his observations, haunted houses teach teens that torture is all a part of having a good time. They would uh, imitate the sound of uh, a chainsaw slicing through a body and make all that, that noise. And what disturbed me about that is that the message that, that people who are sponsoring uh, these things, the message that we're giving to this generation, that younger generation, is that it's fun, it's laughable even, to watch scenes of vivid, vividly depicted scenes of, of mutilation and torture. But Dr. McHenry isn't the only medical professional concerned about haunted houses. Nationally known psychologist Dr. Joyce Brothers was in Cleveland last week, and while at lunch, she overheard some adults talking about haunted houses. And uh, they said that they didn't, they weren't prepared for 30 minutes of reenactments of gore and difficulty, and uh, they were chilled. So I see no reason to expose children to that at all. Dr. Brothers feels that haunted houses can damage children and adults because of their uncontrolled atmosphere. She says if you want to be scared witless, do it in a controlled atmosphere like a movie theater. With our crazy economy, you've got to save money any way you can, and that includes your cell phone bill. Switch over to Mint Mobile and get talk, data, and text for as little as $15 a month. It's so easy. Pick the plan that's best for you and Mint will send you a SIM card. Insert it into your phone and start saving. You can even keep your old number. Slash your cell phone bill today with Mint Mobile at krobcollection.com. DLPA is the longest-acting painkiller and antidepressant ever discovered. That's Dr. Arnold Fox talking about DLPA, the so-called miracle painkiller. Dr. Fox has just completed a new book on the substance called DLPA to end chronic pain and depression. A lot of my colleagues, a lot of my fellow doctors and scientists believe this is the most substantial development since the invention of aspirin. Actually, DLPA is non-addicting. It's a food substance. It's, a, uh, it's an amino acid. It's found in our foods. The longer you use it, the stronger it gets. And it can kill pain and raise depression for after up to a month after its uh, effect has been felt. Dr. Fox explains that DLPA does not kill pain itself. Basically what it does is aid the body's own pain control system. Just imagine this, Ken. Just imagine something so powerful that tiny amounts about the size of a grain of sand can kill the most severe chronic pain and can raise chronic depression. Well, such substances, as I said, do exist. They're manufactured in your brain and mine and our nerve our brain and nervous tissue, and they're called endorphins. And DLPA helps protect these endorphins, which block pain signals moving through your nervous system. Dr. Arnold Fox explains that DLPA is available in most health food stores and is good for treating four kinds of ailments. Chronic pain in general, arthritis, depression, and premenstrual syndrome. 
There are two chapters on each and a program for each which includes the proper foods to eat, the proper vitamins and minerals for each of those four problems, positive PA, positive affirmations because the mind can help raise the endorphin levels. Can it cause any uh, health problems? Or? No. In fact, it's taken the way that, uh, as I say in the book, there's there's no particular uh, side effects at all. DLPA is available without a prescription, but Dr. Fox recommends checking with your doctor before you use it. The name of the book, once again, is DLPA to End Chronic Pain and Depression by Dr. Arnold Fox. Thanks for stopping by Ken's Corner, part of the K-Rob Collection. Learn more about our shows by checking out krobcollection.com or the K-Rob Collection Facebook page.